You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning and welcome into Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in on the show with us this morning. Twitter account at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson. One email address for our show is wimpandberry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and send it to somebody. Too. I sent... Uh, the app to a guy this morning. It's already up and listening uh, to us this morning over in Athens, Georgia. So uh, download that app and send it to someone uh, that would love to listen to the show. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors, no matter what your project is this season. Pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head down to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Head to your local Yellowwood dealer, which you can find that at yellowwood.com. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Good morning, Dad. You feel any better uh, this morning? I know you were down and out a little bit over the weekend. I'm okay, Barry. Um, a lot of basketball to talk about, a lot of things to mention. Um, first of all, Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue are the number four one seeds, Alabama being the one of the ones. And uh, for you that are listening and want to know about the local stuff, Alabama will play the winner of Southeast Missouri State and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. That game will be tomorrow at... Uh, 540 uh, on True TV. Alabama, uh, there's a couple of times it's been said, one by a local radio station, it will be at, we'll play at 145 or 130 on Thursday in Birmingham. Uh, can't be much better than that. You play there and then you will play, if you win the game, which you should, one playing at 16, you will play at the winner of Maryland and West Virginia. Uh, for people in the state of Alabama who like both teams, you're fortunate in that Auburn will play. Um, uh, the, we'll play Iowa, and that game is scheduled for 550. Uh, Jim Nance, uh, Bill Rafferty, Grant Hill, and Tracy Tracy Wilson will be there. So a lot of big games going on in the city of Birmingham and for uh, Thursday and Friday, uh, we'll, we'll come out of there and, and see what happens from that. I would like to mention, though, I'm sure UAB is disappointed in what happened. They will be in the NIT, and I'm not exactly time. I may be giving you a West Eastern time. I want to say 6.30 on Wednesday night at Southern Miss. It could be 5.30. I'll double-check that for you. I try to go through all these numbers for you, uh, and that's that's uh, the way things are. 
Alabama, of course, won the SDC tournament pretty easily. Uh, Duke had a great win over and won their tournament. So we had Jim Laranega on. They got beat in the final. So I, there's plenty I can talk about. I will mention that Scotty Scheffler just walked away. Uh, we got on the golf tournament. We'll have Doug Bell on um, this afternoon. I'm All right, uh, is UAB not at home? They're the four seed. I thought the highest seed was was at home. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, UAB uh, unless they can't. Uh, the get way their... they scheduled it, son, is that they have UAB uh, at the top and and them at the bottom. And I thought, I, yeah, I, but I, normally I, the higher seeds at home, so it's saying seven thirty on ESPN. We'll find out. Get Phillip, I'll find that. Philip will call me. Let me know. All right, uh, all right. Uh, a little bit over the weekend, uh, I did get to go to Nashville for part of the tournament. Uh, Dad, one thing I did notice about this Alabama team um, is this team is together. Uh, you know, Namari Burnett, who I don't even know if he played yesterday, uh, but during uh, the games that I that I watch, he and Pringle guys that are kind of bench guys, they are as into the game as the guys on the floor. Uh, you know where. Sometimes you see guys maybe just kind of sitting over there. These guys are are pulling for one another. Damari Burnett's a guy that's not playing a ton. He was starting before he got hurt. Um, and so it looks like this is a really, really close team uh, that's having a lot of fun out there. And, and they do play a lot of guys. But well, these guys are just playing single-digit minutes uh, to be into it like that on the bench. I, I think that's a great culture that they got right now going on. Well, I think uh, Alabama's got a great chance to win the whole thing. I, I Actually, uh, looking at the schedules and all, the way Alabama's playing, uh, not only are they together, I think the biggest thing that people don't talk about at all is that they're playing so much so much better defensively. You can talk about the periods of time that they go through and don't shoot it well. That's okay. When you shoot threes, that happens. But they're playing much better defensively, much smarter defensively, and don't foul as much defensively, don't turn it over as much, and they rebound on both ends. And when you rebound on both ends and you limit the other team to fewer, fewer shots and you get more, you got a great chance to win. I guess it's one time in the history of Alabama basketball, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a prognosticator because I don't know anything. But this situation here, you see that you know Houston's got their guys limping around. Alabama doesn't. Uh, certainly a bad, bad loss at UCLA. Uh, very bad. That guy was the best defensive player that UCLA had. Uh, Bill will be, will be back at Kansas. That won't matter any different. But uh, I think Houston and UCLA really kind of banged up. So that doesn't mean anything. The team that you play is the one that you worry about. And uh, as I said, they play a 16 team and deserve so. Alabama won the tournament absolutely going away, and they won it based on on being able to, to rebound and to and to play defense at periods of time during the game when they did not shoot it well. Yeah, just by doubling back here, I do have the NIT bracket in front yep. of me now. UA, UAB will play at home 630 uh, against Southern Miss. If they win that game, they play the winner of Clemson and Moorhead State, so they'd have to travel to Clemson. In that particular bracket, uh, Vanderbilt is the number two seed in that What bracket. a disappointment of all the disappointments. It, and I, of all the things, I'm not a Dick Vitale man, um, but for for North Carolina State to have beaten Clemson the way they did three times. You mean Clemson beat North Carolina State? Yeah, Clemson beat North Carolina State the way they did three times. And then Clemson be shut out. 
uh, with a coach with, with on the line for him, and the way they won, one I think I don't I, I'm top of my head eleven or fourteen conference games, uh, and to get put out is absolutely ridiculous. Just I, I don't care what you have to do, how you have to compare it. You, you don't take one and then and, and then do that to somebody. I think it's terrible. I also think it's bad that North Carolina and Michigan decided not to play in the NIT. Uh, North Carolina thinks they're better than everybody. Yeah, else. but Dean Smith would have played. I think mean, he he was a guy that was I don't know for basketball. Uh, and I don't know that he would have. I think I think those guys pulling out. Uh, we can't speak for him. I don't. Yeah, we can't speak for him. But I, I don't think pulling out. Hey, it is what it is. It gives your guys some more opportunities to practice and get better. I understand not going to CBI or whatever that is, but uh, I thought that was a little little much for those guys. Not. I would I would agree. I think it is a little bit. I think there's no doubt about it. All right, there's one problem with Alabama, Dad, and I think they've got to get corrected. And I love his fire, and I love his emotion. But JQ, every time he gets a, hits a shot, he is turning and, like, cussing at the other bench. Uh, and, you know, he's turning. And when he gets it, like, okay, JQ, you've hit a shot before. Uh, if Nados does not get that stop, he ended up getting a technical late in the game that did not cost them. He's going to get a technical at the, one of the most crucial times if he doesn't keep his mouth shut. Uh, he can yell, yell, but to turn to a bench and Buzz Williams was with the officials over there saying, this guy is using profanity at our bench when he makes a call and they did hit him with a technical. I think they got to get that stopped. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That. I, I don't, I'm not going to talk about it. I think that the longer, you, <coughs> the further you go along in the game, <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> the further you go along in the tournament, uh, the more negativity you will get by writers uh, of things that have happened. Just, you just will. Uh, you can cut it and slice it any way you want to. But uh, I, don't, I don't really think that will affect them that much. I, I do think there's one other that uh, on the team that sort of shows you uh, how good he is at times. So I'll leave that. I just think uh, he's got to be careful. I don't mind you. But turning to other people's bits, turning to media people, looking up at the stands and using profanity when you hit a shot is a bad look. And hopefully he's playing too good for that to uh, be a factor in the game. But I am amazed. Uh, I, I haven't been to a ton of college games in person this year. They let them play at the rim, baby. When you come to the rim, you can get murdered in there. <laughs> they don't call anything. Uh, I think Texas A&M. Does a good job of taking charges when you drive there, and I thought they actually missed one uh, that A&M took in the end of the first oh, half. They, took, there. they, they missed a complete on the baseline. Yeah, down the yeah. Baseline. These guys will take them, <clears throat> and uh, but the physicality around the rim, uh, the games that I saw, not just the Alabama games, but Mississippi State and all these games, I, I just don't remember them letting them play like that. So. Um, let me let me go over and mention to all of our listeners uh, exactly what's going on as far as the play in Birmingham. Uh, Alabama, as we mentioned, uh, will play Southeast Missouri or Texas A uh, and M Corpus Christi, the winner of that game, which will be Tuesday night. Uh, Maryland will also be playing West Virginia, and if Alabama is su- successful, they will move on and play the winner of that game. I have my opinion as to who might win that. Um, on the other side, 
Uh, Houston will come in. They will they will play Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky is of course a 16 seed. Um, and then Auburn will come in that night, and they will play an Iowa team out of the Big Ten. So that that's the schedule in Birmingham for those of you who are just now listening in. I'll try to repeat that, or Barry can. Uh, at the top of the hour, the second hour, because I think sometimes we fail to realize we have new listeners. Um, again, for your listeners, Alabama was the number one of the number ones. Houston, a number one. Kansas, a number one in Purdue. Now, I don't know that I'm looking here on uh, CBS Sports, and uh, they're giving Iowa a 54% chance of winning that game. Iowa was 19-13. They were 11-9 in the Big Ten, Auburn, Finish the year twenty and twelve, ten and eight, and so they're uh, predicting fifty four percent that I will win this game. If you're, Ke- but if, you're if you're Kelvin well. Sampson though, if I'm a number one seed, and you're telling me if Auburn gets by this game, I've got to play Auburn in Birmingham. Is that I would not. I would have a big time problem with that. Just to be quite honest with you, I play out my way all the way to number one seed, and Auburn basically gets a home game. Against me in the second round, does would Kelvin say? I, I haven't heard him gripe about it, but does he have a gripe there with the community? Well, I, I think Barry, behind the scenes, they also, in the back of their minds, try to look at money makers. And I think by putting Auburn in Alabama, who had pretty good years, great years for Alabama, uh, and say, I think I think they they look at it, and as they start to set those things and, and put them down, they look a little bit at money. And I think that's what they did. I, I don't. Th- I don't think they. I, I don't know all the all the people, all the people that were on the committee. Uh, God did a good job. Who who tried to uh, cover up not taking Clemson, but uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they got Clemson on their non-conference schedule, and uh, and, and it wasn't oh, their that. fault. They did. They didn't play the top teams in the ACC, and they don't set their ACC schedule. So. I would agree with you in that many games and get to the semifinals in the ACC. There ought to be a way at least to get you the play-in game. Uh, and that's where people are saying they expand it one more round up to 90-something and get some of those teams in there. I would take a break. Now, let me apologize. I have not said. I just got a text from Tim saying I did not say when the games were at Thursday. <laughs> Any deal. Thursday. All right. Uh, yeah, th- this Thursday. So Alabama and Auburn play Thursday. If they win Thursday, Saturday. <clears throat> Uh, is the games up in Birmingham, and it's been a long time before since they've had games uh, here in the state of Alabama. So uh, I'm sure these games will all be uh, hard sellouts. Two minute truck there at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate: two zero five two four seven five zero five zero. That is two minute truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but road work on 2059 eastbound at the Foster's exit number 62 is causing some delays. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Townsend Nissan is loaded with new and used vehicles, all at great prices. Go check them out today. Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Monday morning. Temperatures will be near or below freezing across much of central Alabama tonight and tomorrow night, prompting the National Weather Service in Birmingham to issue a freeze warning for both nights beginning at midnight tonight. You need to be sure to protect your plants, pets, and people during the warning period. There's a chance for more freezing weather over the coming weekend. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. When you Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Breezy and cooler today with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 59. Tonight, the chance of a late season freeze, clear with a low at 32. Tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow 56, the high Wednesday at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 41 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. to inside like a yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it then believe me you don't want it go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you alright we got a, a listener Ricky uh, emails me about Brandon Miller says do you know if, uh, about will he be the number one pick saying people are saying on the games he will be the number one pick they're saying he will be the number one college player pick Victor uh, Wimbiana, I'm sure I butchered that name from France. The seven four phenom obviously will be the number one pick. Um, they got in a mock draft. I'm looking here. Scott Henderson, uh, Scoot Henderson. I'm sorry, a kid from Georgia is playing in the G League. They're predicting to be the number two pick to the Spurs, and then Brandon Miller uh, will be the first college player off the board uh, to the Pistons. Uh, if you go down, they're they assuming that Noah Clowney. We'll put his name in the draft, and I'm not trying to get rid of these guys before the season's over. I'm just answering the guy's question that Noah Clowney had him going in the first round at uh, 28 there. So, yes, I do think Brandon Miller will be the first college player uh, picked in this year's NBA draft. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, gentlemen. Did y'all enjoy the tournament? Yeah, it was a good tournament. Uh, enjoyed watching the watching the teams play, and uh, Alabama by far was the best team there. So That's correct. Uh, how many games did you see? How many days were you there? I was there Thursday and uh, most of Friday. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I got there Friday for the uh, Mississippi State game, and I, and I come back last night. Great tournament. And I, I was excited. I had been to a sporting event that I enjoyed more than I did that. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, uh, I was there. SEC does I, a good job, and um, I think it's supposed to be there for the next 10 years, and that's where it should be. It's a perfect place to have the SEC tournament. Yeah, it is. Hey, and and this that place has got a new name. It's called Coleman North. Yeah, Bridgestone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's Coleman North for for us. Yeah, NATO to guess is six and zero in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I was going to say. That's what I, you know, that's why we we named it Coleman North. But the, the fans were great, and Alabama had a big turnout, and um, they. I had a feeling yesterday they were going to play good, and uh, and they and I and I guess Mississippi State. I thought that the game would be like that because uh, it was after a loss, you know, and they just uh, they just took to your business when they were down there. Very impressive. But Mark uh, Sears is struggling a little bit, but I think he'll be okay during the tournament. But uh, I think they're kind of peaking at the right time. What do you think, Coach Wilt? Alabama's. I don't have to peek as yes, good as they are. They're they're playing great. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna be, be a real contender for the championship, no doubt. And and I thought yesterday, Bud's ball they just run out. You know, you can't do that every game. Expect to to win on free throw. Well, I don't know about you know it, it carried them a long ways. Game. But to what, sir? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just Alabama was just a better basketball team. You have to recall that the A and M game was at A and M. And A&M was exactly. really ready to play. And there's a lot of difference in, in that and in playing in Nashville. Yeah, Alabama got off to, they got off to a hot start uh, shooting the basketball. And quite oh, honestly, yeah. A&M struggled to score, uh, to be honest with you. Why did Coach Oates get that technical, Barry? I missed that. I mean, he was riding. He said one was on JT. He was riding the guy pretty hard. And Coach likes to I – mean, he, he, and I'm a little bit like that myself. When he thinks it's a call missed or when he goes, he – he doesn't calmly say it. He gets after it, and the guy's finally just had enough. Uh, and the guy probably did get hit. It was The game was a 20-point game or something like that, and he just had had enough. And then JQ had been warned to stop mouthy, being mouthy, and I think he continued to do it. Well, he got to go. And he yeah. got technical. So thank you, Bryce. All right, uh, Dad. Uh, We've got four games. You got something else I need to talk about? Go ahead. Uh, we've got four games that are going to be taken, as I talked about, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, and Southeastern Missouri State, the winner of that plays Alabama. And then we also have Mississippi State, who who got in the play-in game, and they will play uh, Pittsburgh, and that won't be easy. Uh, Pittsburgh um, had a, a pretty good year. I, I didn't realize that they had quite that year, but they're, they'll be playing them. And then Texas Southern, Got in, um, I think that's right, and or get Farley Dickerson. I think that's right, and then Arizona State. Uh, no, that's that that uh, Texas Southern and uh, Farley Dickerson. That is uh, that's women, I believe. No, it's not. It's, it's men. The winner of that okay. plays and Purdue. Then, yes. And then uh, and then uh, Arizona State uh, got in, and they will play Nevada. Is that correct? Uh. I'm have to I have to look I through it. I mean, everybody's, yeah. Uh, let, let's look at the Alabama bracket real quick. Uh, and we talked about it throughout the year, the style of play, what style of play 
uh, will hurt Alabama in the first round. Uh, Texas, Texas Corpus Christi and South, we don't know anything about those guys. They're going to take care of that game. Maryland and uh, West Virginia, that'll be a very physical uh, game. Obviously, Bob Huggins is the coach at West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia has a 56% chance to win this game. They're 19-14. and 14. They were 7-11 in the Big 12. Uh, Maryland, uh, 21-12, and 11-9. Does either one of those teams style a play of something that can match up and maybe hurt Alabama? In the I don't round? think so. I, I, I think it was a, a, of the ones that of the ones that have to play a, a pretty decent second game that got uh, that got uh, a, a, a high ranking. I, you know, I think uh, you know, like Purdue, will have to end up playing probably play Memphis. That's that's not easy, and uh, that's going to be pretty tough. And then you know, Houston's got have have their hands full. Uh, if I don't know who they'll play. Over an hour, but uh, to me, uh, Alabama got a, a good a good game. I don't, I'm not going to start in bragging about everything, but I got a good game to play the second game. Well, they're supposed to get the worst of the eight seed uh, when you're the number one overall seed. Now, as sure. I look down, um, two of the teams that they could play in the Sweet 16, Virginia, I think have a chance to lose in the first round. Uh, Furman is good. Virginia, I know, is good. Virginia's style will be, a style, will be a style that could really hurt Alabama the way they play. But Virginia has a tough road to get to the Sweet 16 because Furman um, is currently 27-7. Uh, and seven. They were 15-3 and three in their league. And then the other uh, did that, Charleston and San Diego State. Charleston, San Diego State's tough. And Charleston also 31-3 and three, uh, in having to play those guys. So uh, I look there may be an upset right there, and that's kind of what you hope for is that maybe they knock off. Virginia gets knocked off before they get to the 16. Uh, does San Diego State – or, or Virginia in the Sweet 16. I think Virginia is maybe a style. They can slow the game down uh, and make it make it ugly. Uh, they're, they're really good defensively. Is that a style that could possibly I don't know. Affect- yeah, yeah, I think style can hurt you some. Players hurt you worse. Uh, I think San Diego State's very, really good. From what I can study as much as I've tried to. Uh, so we'll see that... Uh, it happens. I think Alabama got a terrific draw, um, and I think probably they were the number. They played the best. I've seen Kansas. I've stayed, I watched the Kansas-Texas game. Very interesting thing, folks, is that Texas um, probably will be playing Texas A&M <laughs> uh, if Texas a and is able to beat Penn State, which is uh, a little bit unusual, I think. Yeah, and, you know, the CD9 understand about Texas A&M not playing a great non-conference schedule and losing some games. But to me, you penalize Penn State. When you miss see Texas A&M, Penn State went to the finals. Uh, they had it down to a one-point game there at the end. They're a 10 seed, and they have to turn around and play a 7 seed, which Tennessee's a 4 and Texas A&M's a 7. I think sometimes common sense has got to factor into that. Does that not penalize Penn State to put Texas A&M as a seven seed in this particular tournament. 
Oh, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Probably does a little bit. It's, it's, uh, uh, I, 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 I think, Barry, um, in the meetings, there is, has to be, uh, some degree of politics. With coach, with with, with the CV, there's not, there's not a, yeah, there's not a coach in there. Yeah, I mean, I understand they're trying to send a message to schedule harder, but when you <clears throat> when you miss see the team, you're punishing the te- the team that they're having to play. Is what I'm saying there. So I, I don't. So if you do it that way, if it's political or whatever, if you're sending them a message, somebody's getting punished in that situation. Aiden, does that make sense to you? If you miss see the team at seven, it's really probably about a four, and you have to play those guys in the first round. I think that's uh, that makes a difference. All right, we'll open up the phone lines, 205-342-9904. First domain condos, a three-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath condominiums located in the historic district of downtown Norport. Beautiful area there. Everything's included in this condominium. Stainless steel appliances, all granite countertops throughout. Kitchen and direct, I'm sorry, internet and direct TV are provided for free in the condominium. 10-foot ceilings, large patios, with upper level river views. Easy access to the Riverwalk. They're gated with security cameras. You are literally two minutes to downtown Tuscaloosa 5 to the University of Alabama. Tell them you heard on the inside of the locker room one month of free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstdomaincondos.com. You listen to Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama Sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team will take on Mississippi State on Friday in the quarterfinals of the 2023 SEC Tournament. Alabama men's basketball players have partnered with Yay Alabama to release a pack of trading cards. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 northbound past Patriots Parkway with delays. Road work 2059 eastbound at exit 62 at Foster's also slowing traffic. Townsend Nissan is loaded with new and used vehicles, all at great pricing. Check them out today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Keep your old. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside Locker. Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. All right, get to the Yellowwood hotline, and we'll bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. How are y'all? Good. Good. Uh, how did the uh, other Coach Sanderson do in his playoff? Uh, he actually lost in the second round. Uh, um, yeah, so his season is... Now, he coaches at fault. Yes, sir. Okay, great. That's a great show. Um, anyway, I was wondering about that. Now, look, I, I only have a minute. I want to ask you something. Who is the coach on Alabama's staff 
that is in charge of the defense? Charlie Henry. Okay. Charlie Henry. Now, I would like to, for y'all, I think our success this year has been primarily because of the way we play defense. Even in the games we lost, except at Oklahoma, you know, our defense has kept us in the game. Would you agree with that? That Alabama's defense. Oh, I think they, yeah, I think they've improved defensively. The longer they played, the better they play. I think the other factor, too, is that they're so big defensively, uh, rebounding it certainly cuts down on on the on the minutes that they, they don't they don't give up a lot of second and third shots and I think they've done done that as well. That defensive rebounding is big as far as the defense is concerned. You know what? That's it right there. I, I was going to get y'all, coach. I tell you what, John Q. Fan don't know crap, <laughs> and that's me. And then you point out that rebounding factor. And that's exactly why we've been successful. It's not necessarily we're running a fancy defense. It's because we freaking rebounding like crazy. You're exactly right. Never mind about my question. Love the show. See well, you. Uh, Tom, also, uh, uh, go ahead, Tom. I think uh, Charles Bediaco, to me, is the most improved player in the SEC. Uh, he can really defend the rim. He can defend his guy. But he also blocks shots on other guys uh, across the lane. So give Bediaco some credit there. He's quickly uh, becoming one of the best post guys in the SEC. All right, uh, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Bring Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, morning coaches. You, Barry, you, you nailed him with Bediaco, man. He's just he, – he yesterday says it all. Just well, you know, he, he also makes plays – Running the court and catching the yeah. ball and making two steps and making like, that's not easy for a seven foot guy to do. He makes that's it right. look a little bit easier. So this guy can score on the other end. He can run and catch it, make layups, and his timing is really, really good in the lane. And how many times have you seen him miss a gimme and get the rebound on the other side of the go and put yeah. it back in? Yeah, he does that. Yeah. I did. I don't guess it. Either one of y'all saw it, but after the Missouri game. Oates and Clowney went up, of course, and sat with the guys at the table. And they were asking them questions, of course, and, and said, well, y'all going to go back to the room, eat, blah, blah, and get you some rest and watch some film. This is what Oates said. I have watched more Bandy film this year next, other than us all season long. He says, I love to watch Stackhouse. His sets. I get so much from him when we're going to play a team that he's playing and him. And I thought, you know, how many coaches would say that and be that honest and say that they have watched another team like that that much? But anyway, I got y'all on bandy. I thought I'd just put a little cream on the cake there. (laughs) Say that to you. And, uh, hey, Barry, remember my three teams in our bracket? Virginia. Creighton and UCLA, but UCLA played themselves into a number one. So who do we get? Arizona team they beat. UCLA is a number two. They're a two. UCLA is oh, okay. defensive players not playing, Joe. Yeah, their best defensive yeah, player. I heard, I, heard. I heard that one. Yeah, he did. Okay, I missed that. I thought, that's right. They're not a one. I watched so much last night. And Stackhouse, uh, I heard him interviewed. 
yesterday, and I think he's basically saying that 57-point loss to Alabama is what really, you know, after that, they, they went on quite a run, but he said, you know, that that loss right there really hurt us to get beat that bad. Uh, but give him I've never, heard a, I've never heard a coach jump on our media people about not picking them and, and, be, and be honest about it. Um, which I thought was kind of ridiculous, but that's what he did. Stackhouse? Oh, <laughs> did he? Dick, Dick Vitale, last night. No, I'm not talking about Dick Vitale. I'm talking about at the SEC yeah. tournament. Yeah, in, in the tournament. Uh, right. I tell you what, one thing: you never pick us. That, that's fine. You don't want to pick us. Don't pick. Don't pick us again. You know, he jumped on him pretty bad. It got. It got you know, I, I just never heard of that. But whatever. I, I, I missed that. But anyway, I, I just you know, it really surprised me when when Oak said that. It did not so much, but he said he runs so many different sets. That uh, you just you know you watch him. That's, that's what he said. He said I've watched them other than us more than anybody this year. Yeah, I mean a lot of that stuff. They get those quick hitters out of the NBA. This guy was sure. a really good NBA player. Uh, the people kind of forget uh, he, he's. He's done a good job at Vanderbilt, but he's got to get him in the tournament. Uh, he's got him close now. Next year, be the year. Anybody, anybody that tells their assistant coaches, "You go out and get me some players. I'll make them into players." Uh, uh, can't win big. That's right. That's you feel right. like uh, Joe? Uh, you feel like Texas a was misseeded? Well, he he brought it on himself. What Wim was talking about a while ago, you asked him a great question about the politics. We know it's no coincidence. We know it's no coincidence that Kentucky's got to play Providence and their best player transferred from Kentucky. I mean, that's no, you know, and then if Texas A&M does beat Penn State, which I don't think they will, they'll have to play Texas. Yeah. Y'all agree with that? Y'all think I think it, I think it, I think it's, I think there's behind the scenes, uh, regardless, and I hate to say it because we got people listening to the show that. I think that there's some degree. I don't know what uh, what that degree is of politics in. It's got to be. Yeah, there's all this wimp. He's, and they even make jokes about it. Uh, Jay Billis made a couple of jokes last night. Did you like the Texas, Texas A&M bill? He made a joke about that. i tell you what, and Jay Billis, no yeah, Jay Billis uh, is in, I'm totally in disagreement with him about about uh, things that happen in the in the full game of NILs and, and transfers, but as far as being able to just give you a sentence or two about a team that's so correct, he does the best job. He'll give you a and sentence the, or two. He, he tries to be yeah. funny. Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. And I don't certainly don't agree with him. I, I'm, I'm on another page with him on on paying these guys the way they're doing. That's what people get, you know, uh, I, I won't get into that, but anyway, it, 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 that's that's bad. But the other part of it, just the basketball part itself, um, he he he'll give you a, a sentence or two on each team is pretty good. Were y'all as surprised as I was after beating North Texas if they got beat that bad by FAU, UAB? Uh, they they got disorganized offensively a little bit. I, I thought and gave up some cheap baskets on the other end. Uh, I, I watched FAU play about three times. Alabama had uh, uh, UAB had beaten them at home, and it, and I thought should have beaten them down there, and didn't. Uh, they played exceptionally well. I think I think um, 
I think Andy would say to you that they, they'd let them play a little bit better than they should have. Yeah. Oh. And one other thing, you guys did not mention Creighton a while ago. Y'all were real high on Charleston. Well, the 68 teams to mention, we can't mention them all. <laughs> I mean, Creighton's yeah. in there. It's just like me having UCLA a number one. There's a two. But anyway. Yeah. Well, I thought when we had Jay Billis on – I thought what he said about how they attacked the tournament when he was at Duke. We don't look at all those other teams. We just put it as a four-team bracket. It's a four-team bracket. We got to win that bracket. Because there are going to be so many upsets, and you look at those teams, Virginia and Furman and uh, Creighton. Well, all those teams aren't going to make it into the second weekend. And if you worry about those teams... Instead of just the four teams, all they need to worry about right now is Corpus Christi, yeah. uh, Southeast Missouri, or whoever they are, Maryland and Virginia. That's yeah. all they got to worry about. I'll tell you something else, Joe, while we're just talking to be talking. Uh, I'm not a big Duke guy particularly, and I get so sick of Vitale uh, throwing Duke at us all, all the time. He started out crap the other night. But I'm gonna tell you something. This guy on his little interview last night it was good. Uh, you know, it, did a, he is a he's a he's a very smart, intelligent, understanding what I, kind of job I got, which ain't, ain't which ain't easy. I tried to be, you know, it ain't no easy deal. Uh, I thought he was excellent. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I did too. I thought that was very. And he's growing into the job. I mean, can you imagine taking over the Duke job following Coach K? Uh, but, you know, his team played great in the tournament, and I, I agree, Dad. I thought he was terrific yeah, on well, TV. Well, I went 20 time. years and got that job. Yeah, I couldn't get my breath either. So, yeah. so. But just think, we, we forget about this. Look what Davis did at North Carolina his first year. You don't think he don't have to hear that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, look, what he, look what he did his second year. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even going to play in it, but you know, well, but it just recruiting wise, I don't know who will do the best because they're assistant coaches and their ability as the head coaches to get out and really get with. That's what you have to do. Even when, and once you become the head coach, you can't lay back like some do and and not do anything. And I think I I, I think that'll be the difference. But as it stands right now. Uh, Duke slightly ahead of North Carolina. A lot of good jobs open too, Joe. A lot of good jobs out there opening up this year. So we'll see what happens yeah. in the coaching. But I cannot believe that Will Wade already got a job. That, I saw that, that blows night. my mind. He got the job at McNeese State. I'll tell you McNeese one thing: where the, the NIL is now, he'll be up, he'll be up quick. <laughs> uh, it has to be his money. I don't think that McNeese State I'd be able to put a lot out on the table for him. Well, yeah. well, he, he's he's got he'll have some ideas. Yeah. Oh, hey Barry, yeah, tell Bohannon not to schedule nobody in the Ivy League. Yeah, okay. Yeah, who was that? They had a tough weekend with Columbia. Yeah, yeah. I, I turned on the radio on the way home. Uh, I was up, had been down in uh, Oxford, and they were down fifteen to one. Lance Cormier texted me something about Jack. I said, "What in the world?" He said they couldn't get him out. I guess they scored eleven runs in one inning. And they beat him twice, and he scored double digits both times. I think Southeast what, what, Louisiana uh, beat Auburn twice over the weekend. So that's oh, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. I hadn't seen that. Yeah, yeah. So well, one too. So. Thank All you, right. Joe. Thank you, Al. All right, we'll go ahead and take the break here. Alabama One, go to www.alabama1.org. 
If you're looking for the mortgage, the credit card, the car loan, the people out there will take great care of you. Give them a call today or swing by any one of the local branches. Alabama One is where I have all my services. www.alabamaone.org. Also, Dad, tell them about Constant Companion Animal Hospital. Well, Constant Companion Animal Hospital out on, on 280 at Narrows Drive is outstanding people. They'll do a, a, a terrific job for you if, if you want to take your pet out there. I, I do that all the time and and uh, hopefully if you got that problem uh with a pet that's brand new just go in and tell them that you heard on inside the locker room a show and they'll give you a half price you're mr tide 100.9 it's the home of alabama sports tide 100.9 traffic from the towns and nissan traffic center we got a wreck on 69 northbound past patriots parkway with delays road work 2059 eastbound at exit 62 and fosters also slowing traffic towns and nissan is loaded with new and used vehicles all at great pricing check them out today at towns and nissan i'm captain ray introducing tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather breezy and cooler today with a good supply of sunshine the high at 59 tonight the chance of a late season freeze clear with the low at 32 tomorrow and wednesday the sky's sunny both days the high tomorrow 56 the high wednesday at 60 i'm james Spann of the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 41 degrees in tuscaloosa the best sports talk in the state tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app Inside the locker, pressure to you, pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Are you go to our Twitter account? Hey, I don't know if you guys can tweet it out. We got the bracket uh, challenge, it's the Sanderson Invitational, and uh, we will have our bracket filled out. I don't think you have to have it filled out by tomorrow. I know the first games are tomorrow, but have it filled out before the games on Thursday. Uh, Dad and I will do a bracket, all the hosts here. Uh, we'll do a bracket. We want all the listeners to do a bracket. So uh, go to the Twitter account. I'll try to retweet it out here uh, in just a minute. And uh, take the bracket challenge with us. I think it's harder this year uh, than ever, to be quite honest with you. There's a not a ton of great teams. And so uh, I think there could be a lot of upsets as you go throughout uh, this tournament. I guess just like always. Uh, so... We'll talk more about the bracket challenge, but uh, it's called the Sanderson Invitational. Um, and all the uh, guys who host shows will also fill out a bracket. We hope the listeners and everybody will fill it out. We'll find a great prize uh, for the winner. Uh, Yellowwood Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. All right, uh, Dad, five times uh, you're doing what Nate Oates has to do uh, right now. And that means come back. I mean, everybody is high on your team. Everybody's patting you on the back. Um, you've won the regular season uh, and the SEC tournament. I know you guys won the did that uh, in 87, I believe, uh, but you also won five tournament titles. But you've got to somehow put that to the side and start getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Now, you know, they have a probably a game in the first game that they can 
take care of, but you're still going to prepare for it. But then from there, every game is a team that can beat you. How do you put the SEC tournament and what happened in Nashville, kind of get it to the side, get people away from people patting them on the back so much? You've got the tournament in Birmingham, so tickets are going to be an issue. Everybody's going to want to come because they can come. These guys got to figure out who they're going to get tickets for, all this. How do you get through all that stuff and get focused on the task at hand? Well, you know, I was thinking about this morning, and if I say it, it's like I'm in here talking about what happened 36 years ago, but we were a number two seed. We we were playing two teams. I think remember who the first game was. The second game was against New Orleans when Benny Dees was the coach uh, and had worked for me. And uh, we went to Louisville just as this team is going to Louisville and we got to Louisville uh, we weren't ready to play uh, I didn't think uh, I didn't like the way we I didn't like our I didn't like the way things were for us in the dressing room before the game uh, my responsibility to make them defend the three better we didn't um, and we got cracked uh, of all the games that you know so I, I say that basically is is because what Barry has said, now it's very similar except that Alabama was a one, I was a two, which really doesn't matter. The two games in in your home place, you should win. I'm not saying they will, and I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying you should win. I should have won and did. I should have played better in Louisville and did not. Um, and it, it still haunts me. I, I think it's... Um, uh, the further you go along with a, with a high seed like that, uh, the more difficult it is a little bit. Um, you know, you kind of look at it and say, I wish we'd done this, I wish we'd done that. But I, I, think, I think this team, uh, is, Barry, is so good scoring from all positions, threes inside the twos, off the offensive glass with the fast break. And so many of them being able to do that, um, that if you have if you have people they're playing for you early in the game who are not ready to play, you've got somebody to put in. I'm not. I can't recall. I played. I played when I coached. I, I, the most I would play would be eight, um, sometimes seven. Uh, but I think that this particular team, I, I, I don't. I don't know the answer to the question, but I do think that the more players you have that you can make an adjustment with if they're not playing, you know, if they're either smart addicts or not playing or think it's going to be easy or whatever. I don't see that on Alabama's team. I don't know the team at all. I don't, so <clears throat> you, I, I don't know the team at all, but uh, I, I think that's something that, that you're to your advantage at Alabama now because we got so many people. Yeah, you know, people talk about how they really respond after a loss. Of course, they only got five of them. Uh, but now you can't lose. You lose now, it's over. Uh, and so I just, I think they'll be fine the first round. Uh, but just, you know, playing close to home, sometimes a lot of distractions come with playing close to home. Uh, well, it, it'll be, it, it'll be, son, it'll be, uh, it, you know, it'll be, West Virginia or or, or or Maryland in the second game, and I I don't know I, I I think I think I think you can be complacent and win those two win win and be and be in Louisville pretty quickly. 
I, I, I don't, man, I, I don't need to get overconfident myself because I don't know anything about those two teams that much. But uh, the further you go, uh, the more preparation you have. In the, and, the, and you're right, the pressure does get on you a little bit more. You know, you, you get you get the feeling that you know it's one and done. I, I don't, I don't really have a good answer. Uh, I got disappointed in the finals of the SEC tournament three times in Birmingham. And I thought our guys were ready to play. And I know we could, could. I knew we had a hard time, you know, beating Kentucky because we were dead tired after the after the Arkansas game. But the Georgia Auburn game, we should have won. I, I don't know. I, I didn't have an answer. I don't have an answer. Yeah, it's <laughs> just. I mean, there is no right or wrong. Uh, but people, they're. Alabama has a bigger target on their back this year. Uh, people are picking them. I saw a lot of people picking them to win it all. So oh, I think you will. I don't know if that matters or not. I think these kids are pretty competitive, seem uh, pretty grounded. And uh, Brandon Miller, uh, as people always say, every time you throw the ball up, you got the best player on the floor, and that always helps. All right, uh, we'll take this break. Up at the phone lines. Doug Bell will join us at 8.15. We look forward to uh, uh, visiting with Doug as always on every Monday. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, believe me, you don't want it. This is Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 northbound past Patriots Parkway with delays. Roadwork 2059 eastbound at exit 62 and Foster's also slowing traffic. Townsend Nissan is loaded with new and used vehicles, all at great pricing. Check them out today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904, if you'd like to jump in on the show uh, with us this morning. Andrew Kniffer, he's my Allstate agent. Let him become yours. I did 4705, the Fallen Boulevard Suite 3 over in Northport. You're looking for home, life, auto, you need an umbrella policy. I made the switch over a couple years ago. Andrew knows the area. Inside and out, we'll make sure you have enough coverage. Take great care of it. 205 722 9201 Andrew Kniffer Allstate Insurance. All right. Um, the all tournament team uh, was uh, Brandon Miller, uh, was the MVP of the tournament. Obviously, JQ and Betty Ako uh, also made the all tournament team. Uh, that, uh, just talk about Betty Ako's improvement, uh, how important it is to have a guy like that that can not only defend this guy one-on-one in the post. A lot of guys try to shoot over him, which I don't really understand. But he also can rotate and protect uh, guys who drive to the basket. What what a big benefit it is to have a shot blocker in there inside like Betty Ako. Well, he's a, he's a defensive. 
he's a defensive stalwart, really. He protects the rim. Uh, he makes them change the shots around the rim. He def- he deflects, and uh, if, I get, if a guy gets by the guards or something, they don't, they can't shoot the ball cleanly because of him. And I think he's got great hands. He catches the lob passes on the on the plays that they run where they throw the lob pass. He gets behind the defense on offense. He he catches the lob pass, and you know I'm always I'm always a guy that believes in using the board. He doesn't have to. He doesn't try to fancy it up. He just gets it, ducks it right in. That's fine with me. If he you know, if he makes that shot, so I just think he's improved a great deal. His free throw shooting is not good, but uh, he's come a long way. And, and yeah, he seems the backside is very hard. Yeah, he seems to know his uh, role, and that uh, he's really improving and. Um, and so the length to him is, uh, and Brandon Miller is also good defensively as well. So these guys, uh, with Charlie Henry uh, calling the defense, he's up every possession when they're on defense. They've done a, they got the guys to do it, and they're doing a terrific job of getting these guys, those guys, to buy in. Uh, sometimes that are so offensive minded to buy in on the defense. He's, he's, uh, he's a good coach. Done a good job with them. And- I think they've gotten better, and they've got they've got length, and they've got speed, and they can they can run well. They get you know they and they just uh, it's, it's a basketball team. Is it's going to be, in my opinion, without trying to be a prognosticator, it's going to be very very hard to beat. Yep. All right. Let's get uh, to the press conference yesterday. Uh, Aiden, let's just go ahead and. Play Coach Oates' opening statement there after, uh, I guess he's won the tournament now two in the la- out of the last three years. Here's what Coach Oates had to say about it. It was a hard-fought contest. You know, just hard to open the thing up, you know. I mean, they're a tough, gritty team. I mean, we just lost to them eight days ago. So uh, we challenged our guards. We had to do better. You know, they uh, the last time we played them, they're starting backcourt, you know, with Taylor and Radford and Dennis were all in double figures. You know, Taylor and Radford were over 20. Taylor had 28. You know, the rest of the team, only three other guys scored. They were 1.2 point, 4 points. So we really challenged our guards. We got to do better. I thought we did a great job on some of the opposing team's best players in this tournament. You know, Kobe Brown was first team all SEC. He scored six on us yesterday. You know, Wade Taylor, first-team All-SEC, didn't make his first field goal until nine minutes in the second half. You know, I thought Cornerly did an unbelievable job on Taylor today. So proud of our defense. Thought we did a good job taking care of the ball. A lot better this game. You know, we said offensively we are going to have to take care of the ball. You know, we had 16 assists. Only 12 turnovers for the tournament. We had 55 assists. That's almost 20 a game. So I thought our guys did a great job sharing the ball, moving the ball. You know, I told them just keep taking shots. You know, we didn't shoot it great today, but 33% wasn't bad. I thought we were able to get the type of shots we wanted. You know, we only you know we took 36 threes and got 22 at the rim shots, and we only did you know only got five non-rim twos as opposed to us forcing them into taking 26 non-rim twos. So kind of our defensive philosophy, how we want to work, you know, our 
fact, the field goal percentage has been good all year. They shot under 30% for the game. Thought that was due to a lot. You know, I thought this was the best game Charles has played since he's been in Alabama uniform. You know, Charles came out, impacted the game. We were plus 33 when Charles was in the game. You know, 13 rebounds, 12 points, five blocks. Affected a lot of shots where he didn't get blocks. So, really happy with that. And obviously, Quinterly's stepped up huge both times we've been here in Nashville. Um, if they had an NBA team, I'd tell him he should probably try to get get on the team. He plays well when we're here. We're 6-0 in Nashville, and he's showed up big every time we've been here. It's nice. It's Brandon's home city. You know, if we get the tournament MVP, well, he's in front of a lot of friends and family back here at home. So, just ecstatic for our guys. You know, they're a great group of kids that bonded, played together. We had some goals at the beginning of the year. Regular season championship was one of them. We got that. Tournament championship was one. They came out ready to play today. So, couldn't be happier for them. The uh, bus ride home from Nashville will be a lot more fun now, now that we got a win. We're going to stick stick around here and watch Selection Sunday to see what our matchups will be. All right. Uh, yeah, did Vanderbilt not beat Alabama last year in the SEC tournament? Yeah, I think they beat them in Tampa, but they were in Tampa. Oh, they were? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, they said on the broadcast, I, I don't know if this is true, that Jaden Bradley went to Coach uh, Oates and said, you need to start Quinley instead of me. Uh, and... Uh, so that know they did start Quinley every game up there. Um, if that's true, um, you know, there's a team guy that coach always kind of start who he wants to start. Uh, but uh, if Bradley did that, that speaks pretty, pretty highly of him uh, to do something like this. Your thoughts about uh, what I would coaches? be, I would be surprised that if that happened. But if it did, yeah, you're right. If it happened, uh, I, I don't know who who said that, but. I guess you know I don't. Well, the, the TV broadcast, you know, they meet with the coaches, and uh, so the broadcaster said that uh, that, that Bradley had gone to him and and said that uh, <laughs> to start Quinley instead of himself. And um, you're cutting out on every every half sentence. I don't know whether the people in the, can do anything about it or not. Um, <clears throat> just your thoughts about having to play A and M after they beat you. That that probably really. Also, not that you're not going to be ready to play the championship game, but those guys that just just beat you on, of course, on their home floor. He talked about how many points oh, those great. guards had. That, that that was a great factor to get these guys. Oh, ready to play. it was an absolute perfect timing. I mean, naturally, you don't want to ever lose to anybody, but if you're going to get beat by somebody and get to play them again for the championship, and you can go over about why didn't you do this and why didn't you do it, it's perfect timing. I, I, um, I, I told somebody on the radio show that I thought Missouri would be more ready to play Alabama because Alabama might not be quite as ready uh, than Tennessee. And I don't know. Whatever. Right. So anyway, anyway uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was a big factor. You go into you go into A and M and and get beat. You end up sixteen two in the league. Um, you know, it's just. You got a lot of talking points as the coach uh, that that they listen to, and 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 also you got film study that just shows you this guy cracks your fanny three times down the floor. I I just think it was the perfect timing, uh, and uh, and it was just not as good as Alabama to start with. Uh, but sometimes you get beat at home by 
by accident again. Yeah, you know, once uh, once Kentucky lost to Tennessee, lost the tickets went, and I know a lot of people uh, got to go to the SEC because it's easy drive uh, here from Alabama, obviously from Tuscaloosa. So, uh, Aiden, you were in there. Uh, how many Alabama people were in that building yesterday for that for that championship game? Was it a pro Alabama crowd by far? Uh, yeah, that was a home game. <laughs> that, was, that was a straight up home game. Well, I'm not going to bring anybody to start no. with. Right. Well, but the tickets. If you're playing Kentucky, though, you're not going to have. They're going to have the people in there. So when you, when they got to A and M, those or if it was Tennessee. There'd been a lot of Tennessee people in there, so with it being A and M, it turned out to basically, as Aiden said, be a home game for the University of Alabama. Royal Cleaners pick up and delivery. They want to make life easy for you. Just dial two zero five three nine one zero zero three four. They'll come right to you. Pick up all the laundry, get it cleaned up, and deliver it right back. You're going to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, in Northport, or forty eight fifty one. Rice Mine Road. From the suits, the dresses, the golf shirts, whatever you need, Royal Cleaners will make it life easy. 205-391-0034. Doug Bell is next. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. Get ready to cover up your plants and pipes. A freeze warning in effect overnight tonight until Tuesday morning. A freeze watch tomorrow night that will last until Wednesday morning. Frost is also possible in an area from I-20 northward. There's another chance for freezing temperatures again late this coming weekend. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free all day long. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on 69 northbound past Patriots Parkway with delays. Road work 2059 eastbound at exit 62 at Foster's also slowing traffic. Townsend Nissan is loaded with new and used vehicles, all at great pricing. Check them out today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Keep your own. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier and myself and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Breezy and cooler today with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 59. Tonight, the chance of a late season freeze, clear with a low at 32. Tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky's sunny both days, the high tomorrow at 56, the high Wednesday at 60. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 42 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Wayne's Pest Control is some of 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected from those unwanted pests. 
this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1, and get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, he is uh, with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports. Our main man brought to you by MD Wellness and Thanks, Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Doug. Great. Uh, you know, good good week for Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, I was the one that, <clears throat> University of Texas guy that, uh, Yeah. I, I just say, you know, three shots, whatever it was, five shots, I didn't get to see it all. He, he walked away with it. Uh, yeah. Five shot Lee is, is in that tough environment. Uh, JT didn't play worth, he didn't even make the cut. But, uh, uh, it's unbelievable the way Scotty played. Because sometimes Scotty struggles a little bit with the putter. I thought at times maybe I'm wrong, uh, <laughs> right? But he, but he didn't. Go ahead. Well, I, t- I tell you guys, um, you know that battle for number one will continue now for the rest of the year. I mean, John Rahm was number one, uh, got Good. sick and, and yeah. withdrew, you know, on Friday, and now Scotty has catapulted back to number one. Rory McIlroy obviously is not playing well and spending way too much time being the, the voice yeah, of the PGA Tour, yeah. spending more time doing press conferences than practicing, which is obvious. So Scheffler right now taking advantage. Uh, and, and listen, you know, a year ago, guys, going back one year ago, about the same time, you know, he had just won the waste management, first win in his career, and then he took off, obviously, winning three more times, including the Masters. You know, he had four wins in six weeks and, and almost won the FedEx Cup last year. Rory beat him in that final day but has been just rock solid steady. And now here he wins the waste management again and the players. So pretty impressive run that Scotty Scheffler's had now over the last 14 months, really a guy who was, who was considered a really good player, you know, sooner or later, he's going to break, break into the winner circle. And now all of a sudden six wins in 14 months uh, against the top players in the game. So pretty impressive for Scotty Scheffler. You win the players by five, you run away with it. You're doing yeah. something. Uh, are these purses going to be like this all year, Doug? I uh, see he went in that. He won four million five hundred thousand uh, dollars. The next guy is at two uh, Hatton two million seven hundred twenty-five. Uh, yeah. quite a bit of cash these guys are making. Is this going to be the normal payouts for the rest of the year? Well, no, only for elevated events. Now, the players is the highest purse in the history of professional golf, uh, and that's Scotty wins four point what four point five million. That's that's mind-boggling when you think about it um and for example this week's event which is uh valspar down in the tampa area uh it is not an elevated event and all the big names including scotty scheffler will not be playing there and so the winner gets 1.5 million this week so very it all depends on whether it's an elevated event or a major championship and then of course next season is when you have those no cut elevated events where the winners will be getting over four million dollars, where the purses will be twenty-five million dollars starting wow. next year for those elevated events. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, guys. And we've talked about, a lot about it on this show, uh, and we talked about it last week. Live forced the PGA Tour's hand, and they answered everything. Live did the PGA Tour answered, and now the question is this, and I think this is a Bible question. Um, you're going to have all these purses. And you're going to have elevated events, and you're going to have events that are non-elevated. So will the sponsors continue, uh, for example, Valspar, the big paint company, will they continue sponsoring the 
event in Tampa when you don't have the big names there. And, and, and yet the PGA Tour has committed themselves to all this money. And, and guys, next year, those elevated events, the players do not have to play in every single one of them. As they had the big meeting last week in Ponte Vedra, the players said, listen, we don't want to have to you know, commit to every event. And so the commissioner said, okay, that's fine. So now these big events, you, you may not have all the big players. So I guess my, what I'm trying to say is, is this sustainable? In the long run, well, if a top, if a top seventy guy decides he doesn't want to play, or uh, say five of them decide they can't play all six, right. Uh, right. where do they go to get the five to take their place? Well, you would. Uh, that, it, that's a great question, Coach. I don't think they will fill the field with somebody beyond seventy. Okay. Um, what they'll, you know, they would go to their <laughs> list of popularity, if you will. For example, like if Ricky Fowler is not in the top 70, but an elevated event once Ricky Fowler, which they probably do. And I, that's a hypothetical because I think Ricky now is in the top 70. He's back in there. But um, each each elevated event would have the option, you know, they call them sponsors exemptions, and they would have the option to go invite a guy like Ricky Fowler or whoever it might be. Maybe well, that uh, makes it makes it that makes uh, a little bit more the problem with with guys with each other after that. They disgust disgust that they invited yeah. this guy and didn't invite. I think uh, a little bit in golf is a dis a game. If you get disgusted, you can't play. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and and Kevin Streelman is a guy. You know, his his wife is from Tuscaloosa, went to the University of Alabama. Mm. Uh, Kevin's, you know, and I think he comes back to Tuscaloosa for a charity of golf. That great guy. Uh, PGA Tour veteran, and I think he has maybe three wins in his career, but he's been out there a long time, and and he's on the policy board. He sits on the policy board, and he was in those meetings last week, and he is not totally sold on the new the new plan for next year, which definitely it's a two-tier system. You have the superstars, and Rory McIlroy says, well, it's simple. All you have to do is play better to get in the top 70, and at the same time, uh, you have a guy like Kevin Streelman who says, well, I hear where you're coming from, but uh, my chances of getting in those top 70, I have fewer chances now uh, because the events that I'm going to be playing in aren't going to be as, as valuable points-wise. So it, it'll be interesting to see going forward. And, and let me just tell you this too, guys. Um, you know, the TV contracts for this year, let's, the NFL – uh, the NFL, their total TV package was $11 billion. Uh, the NBA, their total TV package for this season is $2.6 billion. When you add up all the networks and golf, uh, when you add up their TV package with CBS, NBC, and golf, it's $660 million. And so uh, it, it the, the golf scenario is all tied in again with these these sponsors paying millions and millions of dollars to put their name on a tournament each and every week so it'll be interesting going forward this business model on the pga tour is they they've answered live they they gave the players on the pga tour what they wanted more opportunities to make more money but again it's it's all predicated on tv dollars and advertising at all these stops so so the, the future uh while it looks bright and it's exciting uh, I do think that the PGA Tour will be um, moving forward very cautiously. As they how, try how, to, does, uh, how does number seventy-one get to be number seventy? Well, you got to win. Like, like uh, for example, you know, um, 
let's just say Trey Mullinax right now is 70. I think Trey, when I talked to him last week, I think he was 76. And so as Trey said, he can't worry about it. He just has to go out like this week at Valspar. I just got to go out and play well. And if I win at Valspar, um, then then I would probably climb up inside the top 70. So you got to win. You got to keep yeah. playing well. You got to go play it. Okay. Yeah. You got to go uh, play. Yeah. Tell, tell, tell our listeners, just tell me real quickly. Uh, nobody else is interested. Uh, the background of Tom Hogue. He's got some Alabama connections. Yeah, Tom Hogue. Well, I mean, you know, he's from. Um, he he. Admore. Uh, Admore. Yeah, his family grew up there, and then he moved away as you know a kid. He went to TCU, um, and and set the, obviously the course record there on Saturday. You know, he opens with seventy eight on Thursday, and then on Saturday shoots sixty two, uh, the record at the stadium course. So I pretty remarkable. He, I thought he had more Alabama connections than that. No, no, he moved away, coach, and and, yeah. and, um, and you know he's a TCU guy. And he's the guy who played, uh, and he's coming off his best year last year, by the way. Uh, he played in the Century Tournament Champions in Maui and then flew to the National Championship football game because he's a TCU grad. And obviously they didn't go quite like he'd hoped. But he said he didn't want to miss that because he didn't think TCU in his lifetime would ever get it back to a championship football game, which is probably true. And then he flew back to Honolulu to play the next week. So uh, pretty. And he's a very, very nice man who obviously is playing um, the best golf of his life. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, we're talking with Doug Bell. Doug, uh, Alabama, obviously, uh, switching to basketball, goes up, yeah. uh, takes care of business up in Nashville. Uh, everybody thought they would, you know, get to play in Birmingham. They will. Uh, they're in the south region now, and they go Birmingham, uh, Louisville. Just your thoughts on what you what you saw over the weekend with Alabama. Well, um, it, it was a different basketball team than what we saw at the end of the regular season, which happens. You guys know better than anybody. I'm getting uh, cut off. It's a roller coaster with these, uh, these basketball teams. And young men, uh, they have their ups and downs. And especially the way Alabama plays, they shoot the threes. And they were hitting them in the SEC tournament. And I thought defensively they played fantastic. And, guys, I, I thought it was interesting in the Texas A&M game because last week we talked about it. Uh, Texas A&M in that final regular season game at College Station was plus 17 in free throws. And, and, you know, when you during the regular season, you play those home games, things get away from you, especially from an officiating standpoint. And then, of course, they, they wore out Texas A&M, and I think A&M was plus four in free throws. They shot a few more free throws, but it was, it was more of the kind of game we expected. So, listen, because I have Alabama going to the Final Four, um, and I, I'm not doing that because, you know, obviously you guys are in Tuscaloosa and coaches' history and Barry, your history. I, I just think Alabama right now – being the number one overall seed, uh, I think it's set up for them to win four games, certainly the first two in Birmingham, and then I have them winning four in a row uh, and, and make it to the Final Four. You know, and the other guys, I, I like Texas, Marquette, and UCLA. Those are my Final Four. Texas, Marquette, and UCLA? Is that what you said, Doug? I can't hear the show. All right. Well, hey, hey hang up and get him back home. I mean, uh, Doug, just your thoughts about Alabama and Auburn. Uh, obviously, Alabama earned their way to play at all, play in Birmingham. Auburn, not so much. If I'm Houston, I'm not real happy. If I, you know, I don't know that Auburn will beat Iowa. Uh, they'll probably be picked to lose that particular game. But is that fair to Houston? You play yourself to a number one seed, and you got to turn around and play uh, Auburn, possibly, which is two hours away. 
uh, in Birmingham. Does the, would Kellen Sampson have a gripe there, in your opinion? Well, um, think about Houston, though, guys. Um, they probably have a little bit of a gripe, but but I think their concern is their star player, Sasser, who is one of the better players in the country and very well could be the – although I think the big guy, Edie, is going to be player of the year. Uh, but Sasser is certainly in the conversation. He's got He's got a pretty bad groin injury. And and they they did not play well against Memphis yesterday in the championship game of their conference. So uh, you know Houston probably has a gripe, um, but at the same time, you know I'm not so sure Auburn is going to make it out of the first game against Iowa. I mean that is a total uh, toss up, the eight nine game. And I've seen Iowa play. Uh, I've seen them come back from that crazy ninety seconds to go when they were down double digits and beat Michigan State in overtime. And I've seen Auburn struggle here at the end of the year, so that's an absolute toss-up. I'll give Auburn the, uh, a win, though, in a toss-up game playing in Birmingham, but I, I just don't I don't think Auburn can beat Houston even without Marcus Sasser. So I, 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 think, I think Houston will probably win their first two games, but unless Sasser gets back, I think that'll probably end the run. He's that, he's that great a player for Houston. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I don't know. For, for Auburn... Should be feel very fortunate. Bruce Burrow should be very happy that they get to uh, play in Birmingham, and they had a great crowd up in Nashville. So you know they'll have a following. Uh, the tickets that you can still have gotten tickets as of last night, but people didn't know what session to buy. So I think a bunch of Alabama people just bought both sessions. So there'll be some people trying to sell those tickets because they'll be in two separate sessions up there in Birmingham, and UAB will also play at home. On Wednesday night, so it should be a great uh, a great week for basketball up in Birmingham, Doug. Yeah, I think so, and, and I'm excited about it. Listen, I love basketball, and and back when I was working at Channel 42 in Birmingham, you know, I was covering coach all the time, and then had the opportunity to work for uh, uh, I, I guess it was called Crimson Tide Sports Network back in the day, and so I did a lot of stuff with coach and uh, the coaches show and would fill in on radio and do some games here and there. So, listen, I, I, I love hoops. Um, I was around, gosh, when Barkley was playing at Auburn. You know, I was a, a young guy working down in Gainesville, Florida, and I remember interviewing Charles when he came through as a player at Auburn. So, I, I'm, Barry, I, I'm excited. I really am excited. I think I can feel the enthusiasm with all my friends uh, from the tip-off club and stuff like that that Birmingham has the NCAA tournament. The arena is spectacular, the redo. Uh, I think the city of Birmingham did a great job. And I think they're going to have big crowds. It's going to be fun. Um, Again, I think Alabama, with relative ease, wins those first two games. I'm just not so sure Auburn, even with a home crowd advantage per se, uh, I I think it's an absolute toss-up. They're a team that is just simply not playing well right now. And But again, when you have those 8-9 games, you know, I'm looking through the brackets, guys, those eight nine games are hard to pick. They're an absolute just, just you know, to crapshoot when you pick an eight nine game. Yeah, that. Uh, I don't really have anything else I, I can I can think of. I said all the good things I know to say. So <laughs> I, I don't think that Houston. Is, I don't think Houston is is going to be a. Uh, uh, they're friends of mine, the head coach. I played golf together a lot in Arkansas. I I, I don't think they're going to be a candidate. For Final Four, I say that. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I know Jay Billis picked UConn to uh, go all the way to the Final Four and win it, and I thought that was kind of a, out of a left field pick. But I don't think it's left uh, field at all. 
Do you? You like UConn, huh? I sure do. Yeah, you know, it's... uh, They beat Alabama. When you play these teams now, these teams are not... Is familiar with each other, like you. You kind of like you know. You know what hurts SEC teams now. You start going out and playing teams that you don't know. Uh, you do watch them on film. You spend a lot of time on the phone talking to people, but you until you play them, you don't really have a great feel for them. I think that's why Doug, you see so many upsets uh, in the first and second round in these tournaments. Yeah, I mean, you know, for example, Marquette, uh, there's a team that, you know, maybe people down here don't watch them that much. They're the two seed, and um, I watched them play this week in the Big East tournament, and I thought they were outstanding. Now, do they have a bunch of NBA guys? No, but they have four or five guys who've been around for years, and their guards are really, really good. And so that's why I really like Marquette. Yeah, I was really impressed by them in the Big East tournament. so, and guys, as you know, you know, you get those good guards who can not only um, play play defense, but can can penetrate, can shoot the three. I mean, I'm looking at some of these teams like Miami, great guard play. Um, you know, uh, a team that has really good guards uh, is the College of Charleston. Yeah. Um, you know, they they won 31 games, and their guards. I watched them play. I was like, wow, those guys are really really good. And I think that'll be an exciting game, San Diego State against Charleston, and ultimately. You know, somebody's going to come out of that bracket and play Alabama, and I was I was thinking it's probably going to be San Diego State. So, you know, because I had Alabama obviously beating. I think they'll beat SEMO. I think SEMO will advance. I think they'll beat Maryland, San Diego State, and then I got Alabama beating Arizona to go to the uh, the Final Four. All right, so you don't look for Virginia to make it out of the uh, first weekend then if you got uh... – No, I don't. You know, Barry, I watched them play, and, you know, they were – they were. now I think Duke is playing really good. I watched that championship game the other night, and Duke is playing their best basketball this season. I don't know if there's any question about that. But Virginia, I, you know, again, it goes back to that theory about the guard play. And I think Virginia has good guards, but I don't think they have great guards. And, and they're not sco- – you know, they don't score a lot as a team. I, I just think Virginia is going to struggle the way they play in this tournament. But, no, I don't have them getting out of that – advancing. All right, well, it should be interesting. Doug, I will text you our bracket challenge. I want you to take it. Uh, I want you to fill it out so then that way we can kind of look at what you're doing. There was a lot of Alabama people were mad that you were picking them in the final four. They didn't want you to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. We'll see. You're due, Doug. You're due. All right, tell us about MD Wellness (laughs) and Aesthetics. Absolutely. Yeah, Susan Brignett is the owner, and Susan answers the phone. Uh, they open today at 11 o'clock. That's 650 Inverness Corners, uh, 205-582-9213. You can go online, mdwellnessandaesthetics.com, and all the stuff that they do there is online. And all her uh, her March Madness specials are happening right now. But it's all about making yourself look younger, feel better, and just turning back the clock, guys, they do all the stuff. Dr. Mancuso, Don Mancuso is in on Mondays and Fridays. It's free consultation. And most people call Susan. They set up an appointment with Dr. Mancuso. You sit down with her, and then you set up a strategy about when you want to come in and, and get treatments. So it's – listen, I've, I've been involved with them for several years now, and glad to talk about them on this show, guys. Good people. Again, 582 9213 MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Talk to you next week, guys. All right, Doug, I'll see you the challenge. All right, uh, Dad, let's talk about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes before we get to break. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that are outstanding and attorneys that 
know the law. If you've got problems um, and you have been injured, so to speak, and you know know exactly what you know what to do, uh, then call three four five one two three four, and um, they will be happy to visit with you on the telephone. And then uh, after they have uh, done that, and you feel like you need to go further with it, and you can go down uh, seven hundred one. Uh, at Rice Mine Road and visit with them in person, and I think that you'll find that they're outstanding people. You listen to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Services performed is great. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team will take on Mississippi State on Friday in the quarterfinals of the 2023 SEC Tournament. Alabama men's basketball players have partnered with Yay Alabama to release a pack of trading cards. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving pretty well. Now, we do see some delays. 2059 eastbound down at exit 62. They're doing some road work. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Townsend Nissan is loaded with new and used vehicles, all at great pricing. Check them out today at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room, I want to thank Tuscaloosa Toyota being a great sponsor. David DeSantis, Justin Troll. We'll talk to Justin tomorrow. Uh, get the Toyota Care program that includes a maintenance plan with every purchase or lease of every Toyota vehicle for two years or 25,000 miles, whichever comes first. That means oil changes, oil filter changes, tire rotations, multi point inspections. And adjust level fluids. 24 hour roadside services also included for two years in unlimited miles. You also have the Try Before You Buy a program out there. Tesla Toyota's rental apartment lets you test drive your new Toyota for a weekend or an entire week. Uh, you can buy after that or you can turn it back in and test drive something else. So Tesla Toyota, go TuscaloosaToyota.com for all their different products and services. So they're looking forward to talking to Justin tomorrow. All right, to the Tesla Toyota hotline and bring Cowboy into the show. Good morning, Cowboy. How you doing, Barry and Coach? Good, buddy. How are you? Good morning. 
right, didn't I tell you last Monday morning Alabama and Houston both would probably be in Birmingham? Yeah, we said that. Uh, you know, Houston, they ended up putting them in the Midwest, which is a little bit surprising. So they go Birmingham, Kansas City, and that throws Kansas uh, to the west, so Kansas will have to go to Las Vegas if they were to make the Sweet 16. There were a lot of Kansas people upset about that, but Kansas, quite honestly, didn't look great uh, in that championship game. I know Bill Self wasn't there, but uh, they say he's out of the hospital. Two stints put in. He should be back with the team with the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I I, I, uh, I can't understand how Auburn got to Birmingham. It, but, you know, Kansas at twenty five and seven, I think that's lucky to be a number one seed, don't you? Yeah, they they won the Big Twelve regular season, which people said the Big Twelve was the best league in in the country. Uh, so I guess that's they rewarded them for for doing that over the long haul instead of uh, you know losing the championship game. Normally they reward the regular season champ a little bit more than they do what you do in the tournament. I I, I know I'm beating a dead horse. I thought they. They Tennessee got too high of a seed, in my opinion. I think Texas A&M being a seven was wrong. You should probably flip those two, to be quite honest with you. Right. You know, that Texas A&M potential game against Texas ought to be pretty interesting. That could be, what, Saturday or Sunday? That would be on Saturday. they, They play on Thursday. That bracket, so if they did play, it would be on Saturday, yes. Yeah, and we I, I hadn't seen the times out here in Dallas. What times Alabama scheduled to play Thursday, and then if they win Saturday, I believe it's around uh, what is it, Dad? Close to two o'clock. Uh, they'll Here's play one forty-five. One one group says one forty-five. One says one thirty. Uh, that's Central Time, and then uh, I'm not sure about Saturday. Yeah, I know Auburn yeah. will play the I believe the last game. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They they play right after Alabama around five fifty. They play uh, five fifty. Yeah, Auburn plays at five fifty. Yeah, and then Northern Kentucky, would coached by Darren Horn, will take on Houston in the last game uh, up in Birmingham. I got you. One last thing. A uh, friend of mine says that uh, the style Buzz Peterson plays this year at A and M is the way he's always coached. Is that right, Coach Sanders? Uh, who? Buzz Williams. He said Peterson, but Buzz, Buzz Williams. Williams. Oh, yeah. yeah, Buzz Williams. Uh, I don't know how he played. I, he and I are friends. I've I, I talked to him several times. Uh, uh, like he's been, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. He's play, he's switching defenses now and playing belly to belly on the switch and makes it hard to drive. He does, you know, they've done a good job and they prepare well. Um, they, they didn't shoot the basketball all around the rim at all. They never used the glass around the rim ever, and right. it came back to it came back to haunt them. I, I thought uh, not that they could beat Alabama. They done done that. They just not as good yeah. as Alabama. But sometimes, if you're good and anxious to play, you can beat somebody like Alabama at home, and they did that. So I don't know if it's different than what he used to play or not. Yeah, they, they do. Right. He does. It's hard to get guys to do this now, uh, Cowboy. He's got guys uh, bought into taking charges. Kids don't take charges anymore. You drive against A&M, you're running over somebody. And so that gives them a, a great chance to win. You know, ended up getting Brandon Miller and Clowney in foul trouble by those guys being, you know, willing to give up their body to penetration. Yeah, I thought those charges in the first half were kind of questionable. I mean, I don't think they call that in the NBA, but you know, I guess that's college. And I noticed two of our... Two of our better officials 
were calling the AAC championship game. Doug Shouse and another guy, I can't I recognize his face. I don't know his name, but uh, officials of what that. you think they are. <laughs> I Whatever you think they are, I, I, I might think different. Yeah, I think, I, guys, yeah. I think the guy. I think the guy and one of the guys that. Well, that's okay. I mean, the guy drives to the whole uh, cowboy, and the guy rotates outside that circle, and you run over. It's a charge. Uh, right. I mean, it is what it is. I thought they they uh, they took charge. I thought they missed one at the end of the first half, to be quite honest with you. But uh, Alabama was clearly the best team uh, in Nashville. It, it helped as far as crowds with Tennessee and Kentucky getting beat. Uh, it allowed Alabama really to have a big-time home court advantage up there yesterday and uh, credit to the Tide fans for traveling up there and, and making it a great environment for those kids. Right. Well, you guys take care and uh, hopefully we can pull through on this thing. Thank you, Cowboy. Houston. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, there. So, um, we'll go ahead and take this break. We'll come back and then we'll just wrap up the show. You listen to Tide 100.9 NC Home of Alabama Sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler Jeep Dodge and Ram and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by C Spire. C Spire, Alabama's fastest internet for your business or home. Learn how to add gigabit C Spire fiber to your roster at cspire.com slash AL fiber. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama men's basketball picked up an SEC tournament championship on Sunday, defeating Texas A&M in Nashville. Head coach Nate Oates spoke to the media after the win. Just ecstatic for our guys. You know, they're a great group of kids that bonded, played together. We had some goals at the beginning of the year. Regular season championship was one of them. We got that. Tournament championship was one. They came out ready to play today. So, couldn't be happier for them. The, uh, Bus ride home from Nashville will be a lot more fun now, now that we got a win. We're going to stick stick around here and watch Selection Sunday to see what our matchups will be. I'll have more in a moment. Hear that? That's C Spire country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, C Spire Business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, we do too with warp speed connectivity. Discover IT solutions to scale up your business and future-proof operations. Welcome to C Spire country, where blazing fast is how we roll. Visit cspire.com slash business for details. Join us tonight for Hey Coach, presented by Alpha Insurance, starting at 6 p.m. at Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Tuscaloosa. We'll be joined by Alabama basketball head coach Nate Oates, as well as get some thoughts from baseball head coach Brad Bohannon. Hey Coach is available to listen to across our radio network. We'll be streaming live on the Varsity Network app, and you can also watch a video stream on the CTSN social media channels. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by C Spire. Crimson Tide today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving pretty well. Now, we do see some delays 2059 eastbound down at exit 62. They're doing some road work. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Towns of Nissan is loaded with new and used vehicles, all at great pricing. Check them out today at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. 
road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Inside 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Breezy and cooler today with a good supply of sunshine, the high at 59. Tonight, the chance of a late season freeze, clear with a low at 32. Tomorrow and Wednesday, the sky's sunny both days, the high tomorrow at 56, the high Wednesday at 60. I'm James Spann of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 44 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. www.alabama1.org for all your different uh, if you're looking for the credit card, the mortgage, the car loan, I've got all three. They do a great job for me. Swing by any one of the local branches, or you can do it right there at the website. Now that's it for today's show. Uh, Dad and I'll talk a little bit more about the picks uh, tomorrow, but uh, we'll get uh, the Sanderson Challenge. So get out and get your picks uh, made. you got to have them in by Thursday before they can. You can't pick, the, pick them, Gary, after the game. you got to pick them before the tournament actually starts. But we don't have to have them picked by tomorrow. I know the Playing games are tomorrow. That's it for today's show. Keep it locked into the Gary Harris Show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Have a great day, everybody.